Don't you like how I did that? No. <laughs> Start again, Karen. I got, I got over. No, no, one. that's fine. Listen, <laughs> we, we don't edit here. Okay, what you do, you're stuck with. All right? Well, <clears throat> that was not the sound of a wolf. That was the sound of La Dame, Chef Amanda. Uh, I don't know what she was doing. I don't know if she was excited about her chicken or if she was excited about the recipe she's doing. But I'll tell you what, if you're in this audience, oh, my God, we are doing two shows today. And the first show, the, the food is just coming off, and they are just all over themselves. And the second show is going to be even more food. That's what happens when you miss out. So stay tuned on the website, chefofthefatman.com. You can find out exactly what's going on. Well, first and foremost, my friends, welcome, my friends. It's that time of the week, the time you've anxiously been awaiting. And there are those of you that have told me flat out, we don't anxiously await your show at all. Okay, but I can say it because there are some people that do. It's time for the culinarist and the cleverest, the most riveting and the most entertaining, the tastiest, and if it's the tastiest, it must be the most demystifyingest cooking show in the world, listened to in 18 countries and 42 states, but who's bragging? We are Chef and a Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. This weekend, our mobile kitchens finds us at La Cordon Green, the big green egg culinary center, the permanent home of Chef and a Fat Man, unless, of course, we're traveling to worlds. Now, next time, we are, of course, taking time off for the holidays, so there will be a couple weeks where we will be amiss. But that is because we will be taking our cruise to Havana. We'll be going to Havana, Cuba. We're going to bring back, I'm going to take a microphone with me. I'm going to try to get some interviews, if I can, with chefs. Mm -hmm. Of course, over there, <clears throat> who you talk to and what you're allowed to do are strictly prohibited. And bringing, taking it home. Yes. Whole other so, thing, um, but you can bring boxes of Cuban cigars, quarts of Cuban rum, and Guayaberas, uh, and Domino's. <laughs> so, legally. So, anyway, my friends. Um, this is uh, this show could not be possible without the incredible sponsorship of sponsors like the Big Green Egg, the, the ultimate, ultimate cooking, cooking experience. And of course, my friends, if you've got the ultimate cooking device or vessel or instrument or whatever you want to call it, you must have this time of year the sweetest onions on earth. So, of course. We are sponsored by Real Sweet Onions by Schumann Produce, my friends. They are the sweetest onions on earth. But there are often imitated but never duplicated. Check out the bag of the tag. If it does not say Real Sweet on the bag of the tag, it, it ain't. ain't. And, of course, if you're eating any other onion besides Real Sweet, you're just eating an onion. That's all you're doing. And I'm telling you, my friends, once you've had the real sweet onion, I've dipped it in chocolate and given it out, and people say it's the sweetest thing they ever ate. So I'm telling you, that's how sweet they are. And I was supposed to bring some for you today, Chef Amanda. You were. They sent me some, but I forgot your bag at home. Oh, always, <laughs> always forgotten. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but now that you're a la dame, mm -hmm. then, of course, of course, you have to listen to last week's show to hear about... Uh, her tremendous success at La Dame de Scoffier. She is now an official member and done on the first time. And we could be talking none other than the lovely, the talented, the, I guess you would call her the Grand Dame of Delicious. Ah, you're so the, kind. The uh, director of Dynamo. She, 
Yes. The director of the director decadence. Of decadence. She funny. is, of course, our own Chef Amanda Egidio. <laughs> yes. We'd like to welcome our our wonderful audience here today. We have some very special guests from Denmark, and they have reminded me uh, he was a Division II player in, in uh, football, and uh, that is an accomplishment very few have ever achieved, and he still looks good in, in great shape, and uh, that's because he's part of the happiest people on earth. And um, we have friends, Kenny and Chris, from The Cigar Shop up north and coming. It is a place where men and women get together to enjoy the experience of a fine cigar. Because remember, my friends, if you, you don't smoke a cigar to smoke a cigar, the cigar smoking is an experience. You must enjoy the people around you, the surroundings. I mean, last night, 10 o'clock at night, we're on a beautiful deck outside the cigar shop with a domino play table playing dominoes, Cuban-style dominoes at 10 o'clock in the evening, enjoying fine cigars, cold beer, or fine wine. It couldn't be any better. Anyway, uh, and we have a couple from uh, your Atlanta now, via Carbondale through Colorado, which means he probably, uh, let's see, what would he do? He would like corn, like pot, and uh, what? I'm just saying, if, if you're from Colorado, everybody's from Colorado. They liked it so much, they legalized it. And Family friendly, Kevin. It's true. I know it is. And if you're from Carbondale, it's just south of the corn country, and who doesn't eat sweet corn and love pork? If you're, I mean, so I'm just telling the truth. If it hurts, and be snowflakes, melt away. But anyway, they are here and uh, uh, work with my wife, Karen, at the greatest hospital in the world, Emory. Uh, they are on the cutting edge of everything medical, and you probably... If you're from around the world, you probably remember Emory because they were the people that took on the uh, Ebola patient. And when everybody else thought he was gone, he didn't die. And it was Emory University Hospital and great people like lab directors and all kinds. And, and my wife was on the Ebola team itself. Oh, you had the liver transplant at Emory? And look at how good you look. Now, I can't say that too loudly. My wife's the engineer. You know, I'm just saying, you're a very good-looking woman. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, thank you. That, that's great. And anybody that knows this area knows it, and in the medical profession around the world. Um, Emory only hires the best of the best. And uh, we had a friend from another cigar shop down in Panama City Beach. His mother passed away. But he said the treatment that she had at Emory was unlike anything he had ever seen at any hospital. So kudos and hats off to those at Emory. Anywhere... Uh, Chef Amanda, for about the first six months we worked together, I was having a hard time with your name. Egidio, I got it. You got it. I got it. I think it's the first time. It, well, no, no, I got it last week. Ha. Uh, anyway, but, you know, um, the holidays are coming up. You, you, We've got a wonderful Fourth of July show that you'll want to stay riveted to. You don't want to just listen. You want to be riveted. You don't <laughs> rivet, uh, riveted to. But before we get to the 4th of July, and by the way, we'll be taking a couple weeks off because we've got 4th of July holiday and we've also got uh, the Cuban trip. Yep. But um, 
What, what have you got? Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts now going into the summer? This is a great time for barbecuing. Although with the Big Green Egg, really, barbecuing is 365 days a it year. It is. It is. In fact, I think right now it's grilling season. So this is the time when you want to be able to cook directly over an open flame. Um, you want to be able to enjoy a cold beer with it and, you know, good times and good friends. And uh, so I thought that today we would make it all about great burgers. We're going to do some hot dogs, Chicago style. <laughs> and we're going to grill a couple of steaks. And I have got some salt and vinegar roasted potatoes. Oh, man. Yeah. I love that. Well, listen, you know, first of all, we'll talk a little bit about why would we talk about hamburgers and hot dogs? I mean, everybody knows that. No, they don't. In Chicago, hot dogs rule. They are the ultimate street food. And if you want the best hot dog in the world, I don't care. Kenny, I'm sorry, brother. From Yonkers to downtown New York City, when it comes to hot dogs, Chicago rocks with a Chicago hot dog, which literally has seven toppings on it. And it's in a Rosen's poppy seed bun with an all-beef hot dog. It is a culinary gem. And so hot dogs are very important to our culture. But did you know, can you tell me just the top three things people go out to eat the most? The top three things. Maybe not in Copenhagen and Denmark because we, we eat different things. But in the United States, the top three things, and every year they may change the order, but the top three never change. What do you think are the top three things that people go out to eat? Burgers, hot dogs. You got two. Pizza. So what are we doing? Burgers and hot dogs. Chef Amanda, could we not do pizza? We could. Because Absolutely. it's the Big Green Egg, the ultimate cooking, cooking experience. experience. And if you have a Big Green Egg, you can cook pizzas. And pizzas are amazing. In fact, do you not do classes about that? We do. We do classes. And you know what? We try to include a pizza in almost every class that we do because people are so fascinated by doing pizza on the Big Green Egg. So you're going to get pizza classes. You're going to get steak classes. You're going to get barbecue classes. You're going to get bourbon and bacon classes. We do it all. We're, we're also trying to do a more healthy take on food, and we're doing something called Live Fire from the farm to the, to the, farm to the food, food to the farm. Basically, fresh vegetables on the egg, and that's going to happen about the middle of July. Can you please explain to our audience throughout the world, not that I brag about 18 countries and 42 states, because that would be <laughs> rather unhumble of me, but you were talking about the fact that we, you were doing healthier cooking, and you were staring at me mm. while you were saying that. Well, I was staying in your general direction. Does that count? Uh, <laughs> really? I suck up to you for two whole shows about Ladam, and this is this is the yeah, really. Uh, All right, I get it. What's, Open the, what's the name of the show? The chef and the all right, healthy eater. Fat man. <laughs> and when you, you know what's great is when we're out in public and people say, "Chef and a fat man," you know, I say, "What do you do? A cooking show? You do that for a living?" Yeah, shut up. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> oh, I do liver transplants. You do that for a living? So anyway, I tell them. I say, well, look, man. Oh, really? So what do you do on the show? Well, it's called Chef and a Fat Man, and I'm not the chef. <laughs> and, and you don't this is, say there's that. There's a difference between the sexes, and it's true. Because the guy will look at me and goes, oh, you must be the fat man. The women will go, oh, you must be the fat <laughs> man. 
they cannot get it out of their mouth. They can't look at you and say fat man. They can't do it. So it's great. I use that as part of a warm-up with the audiences. I'll go to a woman. What am I? If I'm not the chef, I'm the what? Oh, you're the... You're the jovial host. Yes, the large but jovial host. <laughs> and when we... Uh, when we come back, Chef Amanda is going to run down the recipes and get started on recipe numero uno. It's going to be food, fun, and a celebration of the good life, because that's what we do. Whether it's food, whether it's drink, whether it's fine cigars, on Chef of the Fat Man, we celebrate them all. And what better place to celebrate than La Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. When we come back, food, fun, and the celebration begins, baby. Yum, Welcome back, my friends. Chef and a Fat Man live from Le Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center, located in the heart of the Big Green Egg Compound, which is the corporate headquarters right here in Doraville. It's right between 85 and 285 for those of you listening in Germany, Israel, Denmark, Ireland. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but that's okay because you're not going to be driving over here today anyway. So, my friends, uh, I'm going to give you a little tip. Can I give a culinary tip, tip here? Tip away. Always, always, always look on your fork or your spoon before you eat something. Because if you do not, you may eat something that you really didn't want to eat. <laughs> and I'll explain what happened. We have these, this little behind the scenes. While we were on the break, we, we have these headset mics the chef and I wear, and they're thin wires. And over the end of the microphone, they put a little styrofoam um, ball, for the lack of a better term, that helps to keep your P's from popping and your S's from hissing. And when wind's blowing, it kind of knocks it down so you can be outside. Well, what else happened to pop off of mine fell right in the spoon that I was getting ready to eat my cobbler with. And uh, the, uh, the lab rat that she is, uh, my wife, uh, saw that and said, I don't think you're going to want to eat that. And, of course, she pulled it out. Everybody got a great laugh, and I, uh, I deserved it. What can I say? Oh. Oh. Oh, man. One thing at a time, Kev. I'll tell you, this is what I'm going to do. You guys laughed at me. Now I'm going to get even with you. <laughs> You're going to have to smell this for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> We're talking about three beautiful ribeyes that just came off the big green egg. The ultimate cooking, cooking experience. experience. She said oh, the bacon in her mouth. I you like the it. way you, you covered the steak. That's right. Anyway, my friends, welcome back. We are Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs. Listen to in 18 countries, 42 states. You can go to chefandthefatman.com. You can pull up how to, you know, link to the show, link to the recipes, link to the pictures, all that and so much more right there on chefandthefatman.com. Very clean very, very clean. Not a lot of nonsense. No pop-ups. No anything. I wanted a clean, clean, crisp website. And thanks to my friend Bobby, after four months, we got it accomplished. It was a lot of work, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Chefandafatman.com. Now, Chef Amanda. Yep. You've got so many things we're going to work on. I do. But one of them, you're going to start off with something near and dear to any Irishman's heart, besides fine whiskey. It would be... The ever-popular potato. The potato. Yes, yeah. right. And I'm going to get right into it because it. I'm ready to go. So here's what we're going to do with these salt and vinegar potatoes. You want to take 
Yukon Gold or Red Bliss potatoes. I took Red Bliss. That's what I liked. Um, and the idea is to boil it whole, which I've already done, okay? So I've boiled it. I drained the water out of it. And then I put it, the potatoes back in the pot and tossed it in a little bit of butter. I'm doing the tossing motion with my hand because it's already been done, for those of you that can't see me. Um, and then I now have a potato on a cookie sheet lined with a piece of parchment paper. And I have a glass um, that's flat on the bottom, like a little uh, shot glass, or wh- bigger than a shot glass, a whiskey glass. But uh, what kind of glass is it? Well, <laughs> what kind of glass is this? A big green egg glass. Well, yeah, there's that too. It's all, But everything's big green egg. All right. That's right. But yes. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to place the glass over the top of the potato. And you want to let the potatoes cool for a couple of minutes before you do this. And I'm going to actually smash it. Which means for those of you who are from Alabama... We are using the flat bottom of the glass because I don't want the, I don't want to get the calls. Hey, we put the glass on it and it didn't smash. Got to use the bottom of the glass. Just saying. It's not ready. Okay. After you do, after you smash the potato, take it and you put it either in your oven or on your big green egg indirect so that it acts like an oven, and you brush it with a little bit of butter. You cook it for 20 minutes, and then you flip it. You're going for golden roasted brown potatoes. And at 20 minutes, then you're going to flip it and do another 20 minutes. Now, I've got one that's about ready to go on the egg, and then I've got a pan that I just pulled off of the egg because we're going to serve them up here. And what I'm going to do now is I have some chopped up scallions, and I've also got some regular Heinz, which happens to be my brand of choice today. Um, I have some vinegar, some white vinegar, and I have some kosher salt. So I'm putting the vinegar in a little, uh, little glass container, like a little bowl, and I have a silicone brush that I would use to brush barbecue sauce on the And where did you get that silicone brush? I got it from the Big Green Egg. They have the most amazing accessories. 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 Get it? Ha ha. I'm going to dip my silicone brush in it, and I'm just going to kind of sprinkle the potatoes with the vinegar after they're nice and hot and ready to go. And then I'm going to take some nice kosher salt up high, and I'm going to sprinkle it on the potatoes. Do they taste better the higher you get? The higher you go, the more even distribution you get, as opposed to down small, then you've got to work a lot harder. Also, you're going to get saltier food. Did you uh, learn that as being a member of uh, La Dame? I learned that. I learned that on the streets of Charleston back in 1995. Oh wow! All right, Look at and you. then up high again, some green onion to go on top. All right, and this is going to be our side dish today, and wow. it looks so amazing. I cannot wait to share this with you. Now, how long? Now, you're cooking. The, the critical element is cooking yeah. the potatoes to 450. the right. Four fifty. You got to You got to get four fifty or hotter, or you are never going to get them golden brown. You know, if you do three fifty or four, that's not what you're looking for. Now, not only the temperature you're cooking at, but getting the potatoes to the right consistency to mash. Because mm. you don't want to mash them, you want to smash them. So Correct. you want to get them to a little past, uh, right about al dente. Yes. Yes. Now. Wait, don't serve them yet. <laughs> now, the here's the thing. For those of you who do not like to sit there and wait for your pot to boil and go through all that nonsense, I use a, I use a tabletop pressure cooker. Okay, I would say you... Try those at about six minutes, 
and quick release of steam, and they should be about, as a whole, potatoes should be about al dente, but you can experiment. But if you do that, I found like potato salad, it used to take me, you know, you peel the potatoes and you boil them and then you cut them. And now I just throw them in a pressure cooker, seven minutes they come out, I flip them into a bowl, into the fridge, and they're ready to go. So I can make my famous potato salad in about 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes of work. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. So, so we've got our potatoes ready, okay. and then we're going to move on. We are. We are going to move are, on. You are going to another recipe already? Well, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to tease you with part of another recipe. I love it when you tease Okay, me. so here's what we're going to do. We are going to make burgers today, all right? But the burgers that we're going to make are made with Gruyere or Swiss. Or I like Gruyere because I think it's got a great flavor. Um, also bacon, oh. and then bourboned mushrooms. So I'm doing the mushrooms right now. So I got some baby portobellos, and uh, so it's got baby portobello mushrooms that I just I I cut them up because they're they're not huge like a regular portobello. They're, they're smaller. I sliced them, but then I cut that in half because this is going to go on top of a burger, and I didn't want huge pieces. So I cooked it in equal parts of butter and olive oil. And the reason why is I want the butter flavor, but I don't want it to burn, and butter burns pretty fast. So if I add olive oil in, then I can keep this going. And I cooked it for about five minutes until they started to get nice and soft. And then I threw in a whole bunch of Knob Creek. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm that kind of girl. And right now, wow. if you can hear it, hear it's, it. it's cooking down. I so right now it. we're cooking the bourbon out. And uh, when we come back, we're gonna make some burgers. Well, I'll tell you one thing about, now, you're using the bourbon and you're using the particular, a lot of people are afraid of portobello mushrooms because they just don't use them that often. They use the white button mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Same thing. You could do the same thing with those if you wanted to. Oh, you could use any mushroom you like. I wouldn't use an exotic mushroom, but the reason I like the port portobello is because it's hearty. And this burger kind of requires a hearty flavor. You know, and, and the, but you could do regular mushrooms. You could do portobellos, baby bells. Whatever and you're you using Knob Creek, but once again... Whatever you choose to. Here's the story of the Knob Creek. Okay. So Tim and Karen, who are our volunteers who are here, um, had their anniversary and spent it with us the other day, which was fabulous. And we went to toast them. And I went to our bar, our liquor cabinet, and <laughs> lo and behold, we were out of bourbon. And I was like, doggone. So I knew I needed bourbon for today. Well, it, when I left the house, it was 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning. I don't know a lot of places where I can go grab a bottle of bourbon at 7 o'clock in the morning. I got halfway here. I turned around, I went home, and went to my own liquor cabinet and got my bottle of Knob Creek and drove back. So that I'll is tell you, your dedication to dedicated. the excellence of this show. Telling you. Well, that's <laughs> one way to describe you, but uh, but uh, you gave up your Knob Creek, which is uh, very sharing kind of my Knob Creek. I ain't oh, giving it up; it's uh, going back with me. Well, I, if you would have called me, I've got some cherry moonshine. Oh. Now you know what that might. Be What's awesome. cheer wine? Not the same thing. No. What's, what is cheer wine? Oh, gosh, we could do that with something. Cheer oh, I'll wine. tell you what. Cherry cheer moonshine. Ooh, yeah. Cherry moonshine. Now, I cannot tell you who or where because it is illegal. <laughs> However, uh, he makes some of the most amazing spring water. And uh, <coughs> he decided to take the big, thick Italian cherries and the juice that you get from Italy. The big ones are really... And he took that and made moonshine out of it. That was so good, my tongue was slapping my forehead. I mean, it was delicious and smooth as a baby's <coughs> boat tom. 
and the flavor of the cherry just popped. And if I would have known, I would have shared it with you, Chef Amanda. Sorry about that. And the proof is about a buck ten. <laughs> so it's got, it's got some. Uh, but he does an apple pie that I brought down to my friends in PCB. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we're sitting around enjoying fine cigars, and they were from Atlanta. And when they said, when uh, my friend broke out the the uh, apple pie, shall we say, he was like, "Folks from Atlanta, I've had the best. Oh, hey, you." They drank just a sip. And they offered him 40 bucks for the last half a quart. Well, that's <laughs> you know, impressive. I, yeah, it was. But anyway, my friends, enough of the debauchery. Chef and the Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs, we got the Drunken Mushrooms. Is that, can we call them Drunken Mushrooms? You can, yeah. Okay, Drunken Mushrooms. We got burgers. We got dogs. We got it all right here on Chef and the Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs, live from La Cordon Green. And I'm telling you, my friends, stay tuned. We're going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays, so... Start your crying now. Get over it, snowflakes. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Get over However, it, snowflake. That's I lo- it. I love your thinking, Kev. But anyway, we'll have we'll have more shows after the holidays because we like to take the time off too. We'll be spending. Where are you going to spend your your holiday time? Let me guess. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. Mexico. I'm going to go to the pool, which is you know as close to the water as I get these days. No, we'll be going to Cuba, Key West. Oh, rub it in. And uh, then we're going to go back to Mexico Beach, and I will have to spend a couple weeks detoxifying down there uh, after Black. having a great time. Welcome, folks. You can come in and sit down. The food will be flowing here in just a minute. Boy, isn't it amazing how you time everything? It's all about timing. They got here so they don't have to listen to the blather. All they have to do is eat the food. Anyway, Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs, live from La Cordon Green. When we come back, we're going to start eating, drinking, and celebrating the good life. Because what better place to celebrate than La Cordon Green, baby? Welcome back, my friends, since they're pushing me. Uh, welcome back to Chef and the Fat Man, the Blue Collar No, no thanks. Just go ahead. Help yourself. Yeah. We're at La Cordon Green, the Big Green Egg Culinary Center. We have a great audience here today that are stuffing themselves. And um, Chef Amanda, they have so far they have had the cobbler. Yes. They have had that the was the chicken. last show. We did cobbler. Well, we the don't last have show. to tell them when it was. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to go and do what I always challenge everybody to do. I'm going to ask the always attentive audience the name and where they're from and what they think. So here we go. Yes. Oh, you're going to give me a microphone? All right. Here we go now. Now, I hope this doesn't fall into my peach cobbler. <laughs> I might be able to catch this one. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go out and choose selective people from the audience, and I'm going to choose one gentleman right here. I won't swallow it, although I probably could. Anyway. Welcome, sir, and your first name and your wife's first name, and where are you from? Uh, my wife's first name is Elin, E-L-I-N, and uh, mine is Paul, spelled with an O, P-O-U-L. That's what we call pole here, but right. where are you from? Denmark. Beautiful country. Danny Kay couldn't have sung it any better. So tell us, what do you think? Well, I think this is great. Uh, I uh, came down here uh, having to give up... Uh, Denmark uh, against uh, Peru, which happened to be at the same time as your show. So that ought to tell you something. Wow. I mean, when you're talking a football player and you were a... Soccer. 
Sorry, well, whatever. Yes, yeah, soccer, right. Yeah. You were a soccer player yeah, a uh, of a, quite a high degree. Yes, medium. Well, don't be humble. Tell yes. us a little bit about your... A second division back in uh, 1955 to 1960, about. Yeah. And that's like, that's like really good soccer. That's very good, yeah. Yeah, very, well, good luck. Because the decision has already been made. We don't know what it is, and you don't want to know, so you can go home and watch it. No, I have taped it. Yes, there so you go. Well, what do you think of the food? Now, this is not... That's great. You wouldn't find this kind of food traditionally on the streets of Copenhagen. No, there, but there you find uh, hot dogs that even... I lived in Chicago for 13 years, and the Danish hot dogs on the streets, they beat Chicago. Oh, no. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Enough for you, Paul. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we'll go over here. Uh, I'll tell you, you Danes, I said all that nice stuff about you. I lied. Anyway, <laughs> and tell me your name and where are you from, sir? I'm Steve, and this is my wife, Robin. We're now from this area, from the Atlanta area. I can tell by your accent, uh, not from around here originally. No, not from around here. We're both from Colorado originally. Uh, I, I won't make any more Colorado jokes. I've, I've trashed Colorado enough. But I do admire you really know how to dress. Yes, I I do. And what have you got on? It is a beautiful Hawaiian shirt. Yes, and a nice fedora. Oh, absolutely. And, you, of course, you have tennis shoes instead of flip-flops. Well, of course. You're a little misdressed there, well. but, you know, you're talking to a person who is a slave to fashion. Now, uh, tell us, what have you had obviously. to do? Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> what, do you, uh, what have you had? What, what do you think of the food and the, and the show today? It's been great because we started with dessert. And it was fabulous. The peach cobbler was amazing. And it was moist. It, yes. Yeah, all, very. All the way through. Yeah, all the way through. That's the way I like it. And now you've had some other food. Now you're getting ready. Are you ready for the steak and the hot dogs? Oh, yes. Don't listen to Paul. Paul does not know anything about hot dogs. All right. Well, there you have it. Just a couple of people in the audience and what they've enjoyed. And one of the great things about coming to see a show, a chef and a fat man, it's a couple of hours, but you'll have a blast. You'll have fun. You'll have laughs. You get to meet new people. But most importantly, what do you think of the food? Huh? Is anybody hungry? No. And you, we haven't finished yet. You've still got hot dogs and stuff. Anyway, where's Chef Amanda run off to? I'm out here on the egg. Oh, she's these. on the paddock. I'm out here cooking these. <laughs> the paddock. <laughs> anyway, Chef Amanda will be back with us in a moment. Um, now, so far today, we've already we've already learned how to make a great smashed potato that you can do on the egg. It's different from mashed potatoes. It's different from French fries. If you're looking for something different, this really works. Now, we're going to be talking about a hot dog. Now, Paul is absolutely correct. They have some incredible hot dogs in Denmark. But uh, unlike Paul, who is a very worldly man, he only lived in Chicago for 13 years, so he wasn't fully indoctrinated into the hot dog culture. Okay, so that's, but anyway, a Chicago dog, a hot dog to a Chicagoan is like uh, pizza to a New Yorker. You know, you talk about pizza in New York, you want to get people fighting, get a New Yorker talking right. about pizza, a Chicagoan talking about pizza, and they'll go at each other because they're two totally different types, both outstanding. But hot dogs, hot dogs are a mainstream <laughs> in Chicago street food. The Vienna hot dog is called a... If you go into Chicago, you order a hot dog, you tell them to drag it through the garden. That means give it the full seven. You've got, let's see if I can remember, you got mustard, onions, 
emerald green relish, sports peppers, uh, tomato wedges, uh, and uh, celery salt. So there's seven. I think I got six out of the seven. I can't remember what I'm missing. But anyway, the tomato wedge. All that goes in one hot dog. And the reason they called dragging it through the garden back during the Depression, people had to grow their own veg. They didn't have a lot to eat. So what they would do is they would take a hot dog, which was still relatively inexpensive back then, and they would put all the toppings from their garden onto it to make it a bigger meal. So it was actually a meal in a hot dog. So the Vienna Hot Dog Company, which has been around since the 1800s, uh, I've been to the plant. It is absolutely amazing. And for those of you who think hot dogs are made with chicken lips and all the pig remains and everything else, not true. I stood there and watched these beautiful slabs of beef come through. I mean, quarters of steers come through, and these guys trimming it, cutting it, and that's what they use, plus their spice, which is the president of the company, the CEO of the company, and the vice president of the company are the only ones that have the recipe. And they are not allowed by law to fly together anywhere. When they go on vacation, whatever they do, there always has to be one person back at headquarters so that if there were an accident, the secret, because they're the only three that have the secret. That's like the designated survivor. Yes, very much. You know they're taking that off the air. Are they really? Yes. I love that show. Yes, so did I. But anyway, we digress. Now, you, you did an incredible, incredible deal with the potatoes, but now... You're doing a hot dog. And tell us about these hot dogs. They oh, look beautiful. Okay, so these hot dogs um, are super cool. They were donated, not donated, but they were given to us by Olympia Provisions. Um, and they sell all kinds of different sausages. And uh, these are pork frankfurters. And I'm going to take a picture because they look so pretty. Um, but what we did was we grilled them. On, and they've got casings on them, okay? So we grilled them literally until they just about popped which is kind of how I like them with a little bit of char on them. And then we put them on a big bun. We've got yellow mustard on the bottom. And then I made a pickle relish, okay? So how I made the pickle relish. Which is out of this world. Which is right here. So this morning I took some apple cider vinegar and I took some coriander seeds and I took some mustard seeds. And I put these together and I let it boil. I took about a cup and a half of apple cider vinegar and I cooked it down to about half of that. So I let it kind of reduce by half. I added some sugar and it kind of was a little bit syrupy. Um, and while all that was happening, I cut up about eight dill pickles. I cut up, and they've got to be the sour, not the half sours, like the full sour pickle. Um, I cut up an onion, a red not pepper. Not just any onion. Uh, Vidalia. A real sweet Vidalia onion. That's right. And if um, it doesn't say real sweet on the bag or the tag, you're just eating ain't. an onion. That's right. Um, and so then I did a red pepper. I did a yellow pepper. I did the dill um, pickle. And then I tossed it in the apple cider vinegar seasoning or juice. And I let it set for about an hour. But before I did that, you can't have dill pickle without dill. So I added in some dill. And... Uh, now I'm spreading it over these gorgeous hot dogs, which I'm going to serve to you guys. And I'm going to, in true Chicago style, top it with a little celery salt. Yes. Now, this is a beautiful thing. Also, another thing you will never see a Chicagoan do. A true Chicagoan will never put ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, I mean, yes, there are true. signs posted in, in uh, eateries in Chicago, ketchup not allowed on hot dogs in this establishment. They were even trying to pass a law in Chicago making it illegal to put ketchup on a hot dog. 
So you will not see any ketchup on a dog that I am working with. Yummo. Now, if you would like a true Chicago hot dog experience, if you'd like to try a Vienna hot dog, all beef hot dog, on a Rosen's poppy seed bun, just like the street vendors in Chicago, the, the restaurant is called Bobby G's. No, the it's, restaurant is called Big Green Egg. Well, yeah, but... I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying, right? Bobby G's in Alpharetta. I know that place. Yum it up. is the true Chicago street food. They have the thin and crispy pizza cut into squares. They have the Italian beef sandwich, the real Italian beef sandwiches that they dip. the ro- they, they actually bring the bread in from Chicago, and the meats all come in from Chicago. Everything is from Chicago, so you get the true street experience. And they've got the hot jardinier and the regular jardinier, which is very popular in Chicago. It's a it's like a relish. Um, it's it's and the hot is really hot. But all of the experiences of Chicago, you can actually find all the memorabilia, sports memorabilia, Chicago beers, everything. It's called Bobby G's. And during bear season, good luck getting a seat in there, because the owner's a nut, and uh, he packs the house with Chicago Bear fans. They come from 50 miles around. They get there three hours before game time to try to get a seat. It's that crazy. But it's a sports bar atmosphere like you would find in Chicago with all the street food. But anyway, these hot dogs are incredible. I'm going to invite everybody to come up, and we've got plates, and you can come up and grab your dog. And they're cut into pieces because they're they're footlongs. Yeah, footlong hot dog. That's what I had for breakfast this morning, as a matter of fact, a footlong hot dog. Beautiful thing. Look at this. Ooh, yum. For those of you who are experiencing theater of the mind, I wish you were here. Yes, it's hard to explain, but I will try to do a play-by-play. This is a foot-long hot dog on a bun that has been grilled with the grill marks. In that, you place this pork hot dog and then put fish across the top of it. And when we come back, we're going to find out what they thought. The dog and the relish. It's all about food, fun, and celebrating the good life. Baby, we are celebrating it today at La Big Green Egg. Cooking, Cooking experience. experience. Hey, I'll, how about Karen Jenkins? Woo. She's a winner there. <laughs> Both of them. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. You know, Chef Amanda, La Dame Escoffier, as you are, um, what an amazing... We have... So much fun here. The time just flies by. But the food, you know, this is a beautiful part of the show. We did a couple recipes for you today that you can make at home very easily. The recipes are on the website. You will be able to find them. Give us three days. So if this show airs on a Saturday, then give us to Monday. All right. Give us to Monday after 12 o'clock. And we should have the recipes up there for you. But they'll definitely be up by the next day. And uh, the recipes, like today's recipes, Chef Amanda, this has been absolutely fantastic. Well, thank the, you, um, Kevin. The relish that went on those hot dogs was amazing. Yummo. And what, tell us a little bit, I re- those hot dogs were really, and, and they, they gave you an instruction, too, that we didn't share with people. That's correct. So Olympia Provisions, I would like to shout out to them today because they provided us with a box 
full of goodness. And there was everything from bratwurst to kielbasa to frankfurters to, I mean, all kinds of things on that box. And today we did the frankfurters and it was pork and they were in lamb casing and it was delicious. Um, Outstanding. Really, flavor. really nice. They were foot long hot dogs. Um, they fit perfectly in the bun where you could fit enough condiments. It wasn't a, you know, a huge one. Um, I thought the instructions were to boil it and then crisp up the casing. I just threw them right on the egg. And, and they me, were perfect. And they were perfect. And you know what, folks? They were done in about five minutes, five to six minutes. It was not. And I did a lot of them. And if you could on the recipe, put the brand Absolutely. of hot dog on there Absolutely. so we could put it out there. And we don't know where you can buy them. Uh, we got to search I'm, it out, but they're from Portland, Oregon. That much I know. Well, they're from Portland, Oregon, which means they're out on the left coast which God knows what they do out there. But anyway, (laughs) um, you'll probably be able to find a website or something to look it up. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, uh, it's an outstanding product. And as Chef Amanda was talking about, you know, it's, it's rough when you get a hot dog. And I know you've had them where they put a small bun on a big hot dog and you try to put condiments on it. And anytime you put the condiments on it, the condiments all fall off all over you. Well, that's because they don't believe in hot dog etiquette. And the etiquette... What's that? It, yes, it does. Yes, settle down. The bread has to be moist. We always steam our buns it, in Chicago. I don't know. They do it in New York, too. Yeah, the steam bun, critical. But if you notice in Chicago, as in New York, when they put the hot dog in the bun, the hot dog goes halfway down, so you can mound up the... In, in New York, it would be the uh, sauerkraut and the chili. In Chicago, it would be the seven toppings. But all the toppings fit inside the bun. And that's what's nice. You don't need the, to have a 100-ring-gauge hot dog, as they do in cigars. You want about a 50-ring-gauge, about half of that. So you get a beautiful, crisp snap when you bite it. Halfway down the bun, leaves plenty of space for your condiments so it doesn't spill all over you. Tremendous job to Olympia for that. Yes. Great, great job. Great flavor, great taste. And, of course, if you've got a great frankfurter, you better have a good kielbasa. And, uh, the kielbasa is good. You know what we did with it the other day? What? We, um, we put slits in it on the big green egg, and then we, put, we brushed maple syrup over it. <gasps> it was so good. I'd never had it that way before. So we will have for you the 4th of July Swiss bacon and bourbon mushroom burgers. We will also have for you the um, wonderful relish, the uh, barbecue sauce for the chicken, which was absolutely through the roof. All these recipes will be coming at you over the next couple of weeks. We hope you enjoy it. And, of course, always give a shout-out to those who make this show possible. And it could not be done at all without the tremendous help of the volunteers. And Chef Amanda introduced me to Karen Jenkins. I said, what are you introducing me to? We've been married 30 years. I know who she is. She goes, no, Karen Jenkins. And sure enough... There is another couple that came here today to volunteer, Tim and Karen Jenkins. Yay! Yay, they were were outstanding. Yeah, there we go. And, of course... Mr. Bill! Mr. Mr. Bill! Mr. Bill! Mr. Bill's washing dishes. Oh, yeah, Mr. Bill's in the back washing dishes. He is the man. He is the foundation of the Big Green Egg Culinary Center because everything I do, I do because of him. He helps me in so many ways because a lot of people don't know this, but I am, I'm really a one woman show. There are not any other employees in the culinary department except for myself. And so all of these people that are here helping, 
They're here because for the love of the egg, um, it's an amazing support staff and, and pit crew team that we have. And Bill is kind of our leader, and he's, you know, he helps well, get everything done. Above and beyond everything else, he's an avid Notre Dame fan. So, <laughs> I mean, what's Irishman. not to love? He can do a great Irish toast. Yes, yes. And, and he's got a great, brilliant shock of white hair. Yeah. He lives up to the finest of the Irish traditions the lad does. <laughs> anyway, my friends, so many people to thank. Of course, to our volunteers, but also to the Big Green Egg Culinary Center and La Dame Escoffier, Chef Amanda Egidio. Thank you. But, you know, Kev, I have a question. Yes. So you're, you're really, like, being great about talking about this Dom thing. But we haven't talked about your colonel status. We shall on another show. Um, because you may be a colonel, too, and I'll have to address you as... I know. But Colonel we're the Colonel Dom. of the Dom. Like, this is yeah. pretty cool. It really he's an is. He's actual Colonel. Not changing the logo. Two times over, folks, he's a Colonel. Well, very quickly, if you if you have the chance to find out how difficult it is to be a LaDom, it is very difficult. You have to go through quite a process to be a authentic Kentucky Colonel from the Commonwealth of Kentucky, which is the highest honor that the Commonwealth bestows upon a civilian. Uh, Winston Churchill, uh, Ronald Reagan, um, many celebrities and top people in the world are Kentucky colonels. So it's quite an honor to be mentioned in the roles with them. And uh, so I was very, very fortunate. But it's a process. And it's very, I mean, they don't give it away lightly. So it's something very important. So when I became a colonel, that was for the Commonwealth of Kentucky. And then Corbin, Kentucky, of which they are so anxious to meet Chef Amanda, and probably, they're probably going to take you out to dinner the first night and do all the stuff that they do for the Oktoberfest at the end of uh, the Eggfest at the end of September. The uh, mayor of the city of Corbin, Kentucky, for those of you who don't know Corbin, Kentucky, you all heard of Colonel Sanders, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That is where his first restaurant still is. It is where his hotel was, his whole business was. He was from Corbin, Kentucky. So... Instead of the city giving away a key to the city, they give away an honorary colonelship from the city council to individuals that they feel are worthy of, and you become a Corbin colonel, the home of Colonel Sanders, in honor of Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken. So Woo. I'm a colonel two times over, but I'm no Ladam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> but anyway, Chef and a Fat Man of Blue Collar Chefs has probably been presented by... The Big Green Egg, the, the ultimate, ultimate cooking experience. experience. And by Schumann Produce, the mother and father of Real Sweet Onions. Real Sweet by Schumann Produce, the leaders in Vidalia and also Peruvian Sweet Onions in the other season. Remember, my friends, if it does not say Real Sweet on the bag of the tag, it, it ain't. ain't. There we go. What a great crowd, I'm telling you. I'm your fat but jovial host, Kevin Jenkins, reminding you as we do each and every week to take a moment out to remember our troops and our first responders. They are the reason that we continue to enjoy the freedoms unlike anywhere in the world that we have and enjoy so much. The price of freedom is never free. And I'd like to give a shout-out uh, to a couple that was here just a few minutes ago, here from the beginning. They have, a, a, I think, a son and a daughter, both in the Navy, both helicopter pilots. Wow. Both have done four tours. Wow. So... God bless them. And yeah. he came up to me afterwards. He said, the show was fantastic, but I really appreciate the way you give a shout-out to our troops because mm -hmm. they never get enough of it. So I, uh, I, I really 
thank them very much for the contribution their family does. As we cool down the mobile burners of Chef and a Fat Man, we always like to give a good Irish blessing. May God bless your family. May God bless America. And God willing, we'll see you next week right here on Chef and a Fat Man, the Blue Collar Chefs. Take it easy, everybody. We're getting ready to go to Cuba, baby. Woo! Bye, everybody.